Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Charles Barkley, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, Joey Devine, Scott Rowland, Billy Cunningham, Sean King, Ryan Sandberg, Ferguson Jenkins, Patreons, Mitch Thunderstrike, thank you Mitch, Ethan Schiller, thank you Ethan, Aaron, no last name given, thank you Aaron, musical guest, Todd Rundgren, and now the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. This is, And guess what? This is going to be our second episode this week, because there was too much uh, news... Sean, how are you today? Are you newsed out? I'm never newsed out, baby. Are you having an affair with your uh, assistant and it's making people? No, but I did once uh, date a student who had taken my uh, decal class at, at UC Berkeley. Wow. A student-run like, class. That's uh, yeah, that's grooming now, Sean. Yeah, but I, I dated uh, her 10 years later. So I think that's okay. She was only she was only like three years younger than me. I mean, I was again. It's a student class. You're, this is a self cancellation. You're like, oh my uh, god. You don't even. Yeah, I mean, she did pass the class, but uh, we you're uh, like, we, uh, what was that um that David Mamet movie that's about this? Uh, it doesn't matter. We don't oh, need okay. to talk about David Mamet. It's nine eleven. Human happened. stain or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Oleana we went on... or something. Anyway, oh, Oleana, that's yeah, that's. Yeah. What... Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we did. We did almost get set up on a date three years after she took my class, and then we dated a full ten years later. Wow. Well, congratulations so I on a healthy dating life, Sean. I'm not going to be the general manager of the Minnesota Timberwolves anymore. Well, are you vaccinated? I am. I am. Well, congratulations, Sean. You are the new starting small forward for the Golden (laughs) State Warriors. (laughs) Um, But before we start getting to all of that, uh, some business. Hey, guess what? There's a a sale at on T Public right now. So go buy a T-shirt before the season starts. Um, patreon.com slash roundrockpod and guess what we're doing this year you might have heard the name Mitch Thunderstrike in there and guess what Sean what Mitch Thunderstrike has agreed to run a fantasy basketball league for our Patreons oh that's amazing if you'd like to join a fantasy basketball league this year let me or Sean know we'll send you Mitch's uh, we'll send your name to Mitch and he'll set that up. The only uh, thing is, you got to be a Patreon, uh, even if it's for one dollar. And then we will give out a prize pack to the winner of that league that will probably also include some form of monetary gain. Because guess what, Sean? Fantasy is gambling. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I I haven't really heard much advertising about that, but. Mm-mm. Uh, okay. I guess roundrockpod at gmail.com on Twitter at roundrockpod. Give us five stars on iTunes because apparently it helps. It's something every other podcast says, and that's all I know to do. Um, weirdly, they only let you give five star reviews, though. I know it's uh, upsetting. I know you'd like to give a six, but only five. Sean, yes, we, have, we got some some mail. So oh, and it's yeah. not mail though. It's phones, phone calls. We got some phone oh, calls. It's a voice voicemails. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again, that number is 323-682-0342. Please give me a call. Being a robot is a solitary road. It will never not make me laugh how fast that robot says that number. No matter what (laughs) I did to try and make him say it slower, he just kept saying it exactly that fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean, our first voicemail comes from our friend Nick. Let's hear it, shall we? Let's do it. Hi, my name is Nick, and I have an inquiry regarding capitalism in the NBA. (laughs) So in Draymond Green and Jason Tatum's Subway commercial, 
Draymond Green introduces himself as, hey, I'm Draymond Green, and this is my Subway sandwich. I was wondering a couple questions. One, is it effective as an endorsement if you have to introduce yourself by name? And also, are there other instances where this has happened? And just as a side note, I really wonder what that conversation may have looked like when uh, Subway said, hey, uh, Dre, we need you to introduce yourself by name for this commercial. And Jason, we don't need you to introduce yourself. Thanks. I haven't seen this commercial, but the fact that Draymond Green says his name and Jason Tatum does not, to me, screams of Jason Tatum forgetting that part in the script. I mean, I think if he'd forgotten that part in the script, they probably would have shot it. Having having worked on a commercial before, that's not going to be a deal breaker. I just probably isn't Draymond Green more famous than Jason Tatum? Uh, I mean, he's in more commercials than Jason Tatum. He's, he's a little TV bit a lot more. He's a little bit older, though. Yeah, Joey. but he's also just well, that's true. You what, know what but it is? He's also he's... been in like the finals a bunch and stuff. You know, I think he's I think he is older and he's just more polite. He knows to introduce himself. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum clearly has not been to finishing school yet because he's only right. 15 years old. <laughs> Tom Izzo didn't teach. <laughs> Uh, Jason Tatum to say his name that comes in year two when you go to a legacy college basketball program right that's why coach K didn't teach Jason Tatum to because it happens no he just two. he wouldn't make eye contact with him that first year Wojo is the only one who talks to freshmen I should say Sean while we're talking about a Duke guy and coach coach Mike Krzyzewski uh-huh. you know what today was maybe the most ridiculous uh combination of my two interests ever okay today was the apex legends my favorite video game (laughs) it was uh the grayson allen invitational for the professional apex legends oh my god sponsored by the milwaukee bucks baby (laughs) why is there that combination of what what team is what team is Grayson Allen on He's right on now? The Bucks. Now. Oh, he is on the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I he think got traded for who? Um, who did he? I we know. haven't done our offseason previews yet. Who did he get traded for? Well, the Grayson Allen Invitational. He's playing. He does play for the Bucks. Yeah, he got yeah, traded yeah. for. I mean, I think it was like a maybe DJ Wilson or something. Maybe. No, DJ Wilson got traded to the Rockets mid-season. Sam Merrill and oh, two future right. second-round <laughs> picks to re- to keep the the white balance intact. <laughs> they also got two future second. John Horst commented. John Horst, do you think he's related to Riff Raff? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, they're excited to welcome him to Milwaukee. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. So, did you did you compete? I know I'm not good enough. It was for pro Apex players, Sean. This was a just, real tournament. I just, I guess, I overrate your your Apex C- playing. Congratulations to I believe TSM one. Uh, who TSM Sean has this man named Imperial Howl, mm-hmm. who uh, is the worst person on earth. You watch his videos and it's him literally just screaming at his teammates for like five straight minutes over and over and over again. 
And like one of his teammates, of Apex yeah, Legends. but here's the other thing. One of his teammates, so he's like 22 years old because they're all 22 years old. Right, right. Except you're you're for, way too old to compete in right, Apex Except one of his teammates is an old man. I believe he's the oldest pro gamer in Apex, at least. His name is Snipedown. He was a famous Quake pro player. Not Quake, uh, Halo pro player who's... Who's somehow he's like a thirty-three-year-old man, and this child is always screaming about how much of a fucking idiot he is. Come on, snipe steak. Was his name snipe snake? Snipe, snipe down. Snipe down. And he, it's it's look. It's snipe down. It's Imperial Hal, and it's reps. Okay, that's Team TSM <laughs> in Apex Legends. Wait, oh, wait, you only have you only have three players on your team? Yeah, in Apex, it's only three. Wow, I mean, pretty exciting. Congratulations yeah, anyway, to TSM yeah. <laughs> and, and the and worst man I, in the world. Hey, the worst man <laughs> in the world wins a contest uh, sponsored by the worst man in the NBA. So that's yeah, exactly. good. <laughs> anyway, back to Subway and Draymond Green and Jason Tatum, Sean. Yes. Um. So yeah, the, Draymond comes off better in that commercial. Joey, I can't believe you haven't seen this commercial. But uh, the best part comes when... Jason Tatum starts hyping up the ingredients on his sandwich, mm-hmm. and Draymond just goes, "My sandwich has steak," and that's his part. I, I mean, look, it's a we've subway. talked yeah, about they're subway. all inherently that's what, problematic. He, he, that's what we've talked. We've talked about Subway before on this show, right? How like after Jared, it seemed like their entire goal was just to like sign every athlete ever. Yeah, they're in like, Apex they're Legends. Guinness Book of World Records for most athletes endorsed. Okay, so in Apex Legends, what would be the equivalent? Like, what's a spray weapon you'd use in Apex Legends? Well, there's several. There's, like, the R99. There's the Devotion. There's the R301. There's the Flatline. Uh Uh, Which one reminds you the most of Mike Trout? Uh probably having no gun at all because i can't I, I when i try and picture what mike trout looks like in my mind it's just a blank space <laughs> isn't that weird can you imagine there being like a four-time nba mvp and you've like how many games do you think you've seen mike trout play baseball like two and and he plays the a's a lot yeah i've barely seen him play and yeah. I feel like I'm a baseball fan. It's like something about Anaheim makes it like the least relevant place. I'm more familiar with uh, members of the Baltimore Orioles than like mm-hmm. Mike Trout's weird potato face. Yeah. Like... And then and then there's another guy on the team who's now awesome. And I feel like somehow I've seen Otani all the time this year mm-hmm. and yet haven't seen Mike Trout. Isn't he hurt? I don't know. Anyway, we can't talk about Mike. But we, he is <laughs> Mike Trout being the, the, like your. But you know what? Having Mike Trout is also kind of like having Jason Tatum be your spokesperson. You know what I mean? Where it's oh like, yeah, it's just it's just funny that the best player in baseball is the Jason Tatum of the sport. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, but on a side note, Sean, let's talk about uh, Nick's side note here, which is, yes. are there other instances where this has happened, <laughs> where there's been two people in a commercial and one of them says their name and the other one does um, No, the Mac and the PC always introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only uh, thing I can think of is I'm sure there's some, 
Simpsons Troy McClure things where Troy McClure says his name and the other person does not. Um, Flo doesn't really introduce herself. No, but neither do the other people. No, they, right? they, they they had to have um I can't even remember the other guy's name because I'm not I, I didn't get a look, the only the only progressive person uh that I care about is Natalie Palomides. Do you yeah. think there's a like an infomercial where the host introduces himself, but then Ron Popeil does not because he doesn't need to at that point. Yeah, because it's on the Chiron. I was thinking, I was watching uh, the old Wilford Brimley, uh, Liber- it's not Liberty Mutual, whatever it is, but I'm pretty sure he says his own name just because I got to say, it is great to hear Wilford Brimley say Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a perfect match of voice and name. Well, Wilford right Brimley there. is the ultimate grifter. Uh, we've yes. talked about this on the show He's before, He's 49 right? years old yeah. in their <laughs> cocoon. Uh, he has, I, I definitely recommend that everybody check him out on Spotify. He has two albums. Mm-hmm. One where he is crooning. But yeah, for where those... He still talks like this. And then uh, the other one, he has a lot of, like, weird rhyming poems about being a rancher. But yeah, for those of you that don't know, Wilford Brimley uh, just decided to be an old man at, and like mm-hmm. tricked Hollywood that he was 100 years old at like 40. Yeah, he like um, dyed his hair. He's I think he's 48 <laughs> or 49 when they shoot Cocoon. Everyone else in that movie is like 30 full years old. Yeah. He's he's way closer in age to Steve Gutenberg than Hume Cronin. Yeah, but he's right. one of the oldies. Yeah, and then like... he just. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, I like to imagine like what his career was like before that. Mm-hmm. Was there a point when he was Billy Brimley? No, the swashbuckling no right? star. Hey, I can't go home with you tonight, ma'am. I don't. But know. like for reference, right? Wilford Brimley plays the old man in the thing, right? He's a normal person in the thing. Yeah, but he's, he's like the old guy in the th- the thing's team. Yeah, he's a he's a veteran, but he's not supposed to be seventy right. years old. Yeah, yeah. Cocoon, <laughs> he's supposed to be like eighty. I mean, yes, he he is he is still too young for that part in the thing. But what that I'm is saying correct. is, but in the just... thing, he's a middle aged man. Yes. and then three years later, he's ninety. He's so Cocoon old. comes out in 1985. Yeah, because and the, the thing comes out in 1982. Yeah, because if you see, like, <laughs> like imagine that the pool and the like, how mad would the people, the other old people, be if this guy in his late 40s is jumping in the rejuvenation pool? <laughs> like, what's what's wrong? I have my knee gets a little sore. Like, we're in wheelchairs. He's like, yeah, you know. Kinda, <laughs> Really persistent cough that I got to deal with. Like you ruined the alien pods. To be fair to Wilford Brimley, I will say is he he is four years older than Brian Dennehy, who is also in Cocoon. Yeah, but Brian Dennehy's like works there. He's not one. <laughs> no, of that's people. what I'm saying. Is at least he's older than <laughs> Brian okay, Dennehy. Yeah, he's not actually younger. Than... <laughs> oh, and, and, and... The most bizarre thing is that 10 years after Cocoon, uh, Wilford Brimley plays the muscle in the firm. (laughs) 
He actually like fights in that movie. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Oh, and the the part about like people introducing themselves. My favorite time is of course whenever that happens. Uh. During an impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the best. Impression. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there. I forget. There. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yes, that's the classic one. Whenever someone does Jack Nicholson, they feel the need to say "I'm Jack Nicholson" when yeah. they're doing it. But that might just be. Do you think that happens? Like, is that a symptom if you've played the Joker? Oh, maybe. Like, so, so if I was like. I'm Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. have I ejaculated into? <laughs> April Fools. Uh, <laughs> I'm Joaquin Phoenix. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm Joaquin. I mean, I have a little bit of a lisp, right? Yeah, I didn't want to do it. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Why am I like, hey, you didn't make fun of that guy's speech impediment. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, now we have the explicit tag. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I always explicit tag them. We're we're for the we're for the adults, baby. We're not for kids. We're not for uh, kids. <laughs> um, are we ever going to answer this subway question? Um, oh, what else? What else do we have to talk about here, Sean? Um, is it an effective endorsement if you have to introduce yourself by name? I mean, again, I just I kind of feel like subway is so scattershot. Right? Although now they have commercials with actual famous people and the big joke is that they don't use them because that you've seen the steph curry i have seen the steph curry one and tom brady's in one for like a second Mm -hmm. and they have charles barkley just as a narrator which is i mean considering his history of enunciation that is a bold choice no face of charles barkley just the voice Mm mm-hmm um, I just think Subway's all over the place, but also just, we should all know this. Subway is a fr- is a scam. Mm-hmm. It is it, they they have a company called Doctors and Associates, mm-hmm. which is uh, you, you don't actually have to have doctors. They just they just named it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's really what they tried to do was uh trick the morbidly obese. That's what the whole mm-hmm. Jerry with a pedophile. Is. With a pedophile, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, not not a lot of actual relationships to the subway, except well, you know, thing who that used to have a relationship with subway, Sean, Bill Simmons. I believe in the four point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. I believe in it. A- All right, do you think he's talking about the soup at Subway when he's talking about it yes. being the perfect <laughs> food? I would not have soup there. <laughs> they do have like- soup there. I just said I wouldn't have soup there. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like they, uh, Subway's like the actual Subway, you know, mm-hmm. like a, like maybe a vaguely good idea that's just had decades of neglect and, you know, a problem with sexual predators there. Anyway, we're Jersey Mike's pod. All right, next, uh, Sean, we got a disturbing call from our friend Lakers Paladin. Should I just play it? Yeah, just play it. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to Lakers Paladin's Twitter. Um, well, but this made me pay attention. Just, just so everybody knows, we are not, we're not Lakers Paladin. We are not the scoop. Yeah, no, we're, like, we're, we're never not, trying to trick you. We're not pranksters. Yeah. I do sometimes tweet from the fake Dennis Miller NFL account. Yeah, But that do. clearly says parody on it. I'm not trying to, no one's trying to hide our affiliation with uh, the 
the king of weekend updates. Um. Anyway, um, if you don't follow Lakers Paladin on Twitter, you should follow Lakers Paladin on Twitter, though. He's the funniest uh, Twitter account. Anyway, here's a disturbing call from Lakers Paladin. This is Lakers Paladin. This is urgent, urgent, urgent. I've been locked out of my account. I have some suspicions as to who this was. It was either Rambus, my nephew, or just some other asshole locked in my account and is tweeting pro-Rambus propaganda as a means of silencing me. But I will not be stopped. I was surprised it took this long, considering the kinds of... Um, you know, uh, uh, Russian hacking tactics that I know Polinka has at his, at his disposal. But I need your help. I reached out to my nephew. He doesn't want to help me. He says he hopes for him to keep my account forever. I don't know what to do. I want the same account. I don't want to start a new account. It took me a long time to get 200 followers. So tweet the hashtag help Paladin. And, uh, don't report that account. Or, I don't know. Maybe if you guys think reporting that account will, will help me. I don't, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I've never had this happen before. Uh, but this is, this is very bad. Please help. I don't know what else to do, so I called you guys. Thank you. Um, I guess Kurt Rambis has stolen Lakers Paladin's account? Well, okay, so I'm looking at the account right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, the profile picture is... Kurt Rambis. Mm-hmm. That's and that's. Lakers Paladin is famously anti Ram Kurt Rambis, but incredibly pro Linda Rambis. Yes, his his wife Linda Rambis. And here's let me just read you the most recent tweets from this account. First, it says hashtag new profile pic, mm-hmm. and uh, which is interesting because because before that, the previous uh, unhacked one. Uh, He's complaining that the NFL is littered with Rambus types and nepotism grifters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then suddenly the new profile pick is Kurt Rambus. The next tweet says Kurt Rambus was a hard nosed player and got a raw deal as a head coach as head coach. Then it says Kurt is doing a very good job as Lakers executive. His wife has nothing to do with it. And then the the most recent thing he tweeted was just triangle offense mm-hmm. it's upsetting and that's that's upsetting because as we know the paladin definitely does not like uh rambus but might hate the triangle offense almost as much didn't kurt rambus when he was coach of the knicks uh like a tweet that was porn um i i mean i wouldn't be surprised he seems like he doesn't and then have he a said lot. he was hacked yeah yeah no i'm looking at it it's exactly what he did. He did. The, the picture and was he has captioned. a beautiful. And despite having a beautiful woman like Linda Rambis to come yeah. home to, he's still liking uh, pornographic tweets. Uh, anyway, uh, tweet out what it. What was the? What was the hashtag? help Paladin? Help I've tweeted Paladin. it out. Okay. Uh, amplify that message. I'm not don't sure how that gets. Don't the account because to... he doesn't want to lose it. Yeah, he would lose the account otherwise. Yeah. So don't. Yeah, it's not great. Well, that's that's on that's on and right before the start of the season too. I that's know. bad. It's upsetting. Um, Sean. Well, that's our calls. Please call us on the phone or email us if you have questions. We love answering questions. We love hearing from you, our listeners. Um, I don't know why I made that sound sarcastic. I swear it was not. 
Um, Sean, before we move on, uh, did you maybe have an album recording you want to plug? Sure. It's on Wednesday, September 29th at the San Francisco Punchline. Uh, Blonde Medicine Records. Um, great. Who else is going to be there? A friend of the program, Ben Kalina, is going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Brooke Heinchin's going to be hosting the show. And then great. there's another uh, secret guest I can't announce. Oh, we love it. We stand a secret guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the yeah, news. Yeah, we stand we do stand that. <laughs> let's let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean, what's our first uh what's our first story? Well, Joey, our top story this week, uh some breaking news right before we recorded this podcast Wednesday night. Dwight Howard was revealed as the octopus on the mass singer. That's right. Dwight Howard, the first uh costumed freak, uh singing furry, uh you know, whatever you'd call it, revealed he was eliminated tonight. I have uh, a, um, I have a clip. Should I play the clip? Yeah, play the audio of that performance. Well, I have the, the audio of the reveal. I oh, the reveal. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, mean, Let's I can hear play the, the performance. Here's the no, performance. play the reveal first. No, like back in the day, oh. I'll even down, get down. You can't touch this. I'll be back. All right. Um, I, I heard Dr. Ken thought it was Arnold Schwarzenegger in the octopus costume. <laughs> no, Dr. That. Ken actually got, he guessed correctly, as you'll hear in this clip here. Oh, um, okay. Okay. It's a Dr. Ken, long. what a play comedian. The whole minute. The whole Let's thing. play the whole minute. I, Dr. Right. Any, and look, Dr. Ken, come on the podcast. We only, we only have to talk about medicine. It was hot in this suit. The mask weighed about 55 pounds. <laughs> I was sweating, smiling, and singing. Woo, the three S's. And you killed it. Oh, thank you. you. You said that the reason why you did the show is because it's your mom's favorite show, and she has to be surprised now, right? Well, yes. Uh, this morning, uh, when we got here to the set, my mom was like, uh, Dwight, what, 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 what are we doing here? <laughs> and she saw the mask singer. She was like, you want a mask? Oh, my God! Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Ken, you were right. You yes. was right, Ken. You was right. I never right. Season premiere. Game changer. And then also, I go way back with I yeah. Love You So Much. Oh, and we are man. all 
so honored so to honored. have you here. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> I would have stayed here all summer. Oh. oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> wow. Is I have, I have a question for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. Dr. Ken the Dwight Howard of comedy? <laughs> and saying no, Dr. yes Ken, a hall or of no is I'm mean. saying I'm saying a hall of favor. It's a hall of favor. Um, uh, that's... Uh, I gotta say though, um, I did just download the audio of him as the octopus singing. Do you want to hear well, that? Well, first, first, I just want to mention <laughs> that uh, when you first started playing it, I thought this was like audio secretly recorded by a fourteen-year-old girl in Dwight Howard's hotel room oh, with the on. chanting "Take it off." <laughs> Dwight oh, Howard right. likes teenage girls. He guys. sure does. Um, here's. Here's Dwight Howard. Alright, that's enough of that. That was enough. Stop! Alright. <laughs> what if Stan Van Gundy was on the Bass Singer? Uh I, it would be a more enjoyable reveal than that <laughs> Dwight Howard performance. Uh, doing a doing a, a horrible impression of his own mother. Here's my own my question: How are Dwight Howard and Doctor Ken friends, Sean? What do they do? They say they go back a long time. Uh, what do those what... two have in common? Do they both have a snake have snake collections? No, I. Do you want to be on, honestly? Yeah. I think they took improv classes together at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I think Dwight is like his his comedy is very much uh first year improv student. Mm -hmm. Um now Dr. Ken is an internal medicine doctor, so mm -hmm. I don't I mean like would would you treat like an STD by going to Dr. Ken? I don't really think so. <laughs> All right, Sean, what's our next story? All right, well, that was nothing's going to compare to that, but Gerson Rosas mm -hmm. has been fired. The general manager of the Minnesota Timberwolves is out just a week before training camp is about to mm -hmm. start. This is his second incredibly short stint at stint as a GM, too. Um, oh, he was, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, where was he also? I know he used to work for our our friend Daryl Morey. He did, but no, he was briefly the Dallas the GM Mavericks the GM, but only for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. I kind of don't even understand when that happened. Two thousand thirteen. Oh, Donnie Nelson became the team president. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he resigned. Uh, Due to, quote unquote, disagreements with management and returned to Houston. Which, well, knowing I mean, what that, we know that, about well, the, the Mavericks, that's fair. I mean, look, that is <laughs> that is a real, it's like a Sophie's Choice where you're just choosing the way your children are killed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tillman or Cuban? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, but don't you think that was less Tillman or Cuban and more Maury or professional poker player? 
Oh, you know what? You know what? Actually, I'm sorry. It's it's from 2013. Yeah, yeah. Tillman was not the owner yet. No. So this makes sense that he was tossed out. But also, I mean, look, we can get more into it, but it's possible that he just didn't like the office masturbation co- culture in Dallas. And he's like, you guys got to be banging in these offices. You know what well, I'm saying? You can't just be watching pornography. You have to be having an affair with your secretary and everybody knows. Um, that's what the tweets are saying. Um, I just, yeah. Um, so that, so yeah. So what, what we've heard so far, people are saying that, uh, uh, a local reporter uh, named Mike Max, which, I mean, sure. look, if that's your real name, you have to be a local news reporter. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the law. Or, uh, or like, a, uh, like a famous stuntman. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Mike Max says that based on conversations he's heard, Rosas is out for two reasons. A culture he created that allegedly was toxic mm-hmm. and for a, quote, inappropriate relationship inside the organization uh we did some digging and well um, we didn't twitter did well uh, <laughs> well I, okay twitter user at the hill rat mm-hmm. reported uh the hill rat is you know i, I think the hill rat has Sources. 200 followers <laughs> Small business owner, small part-time political commenter, and a barbecue lover. 267 followers. Uh, at the Hill Rat is reporting. Um, what did did at the Hill Rat delete? I have it tweet? here. It's okay. quote. He was having an affair with his personal assistant. Mark Lore interviewed everyone and found out Gupta walked in on him doing the deed. Also, he didn't work well with anyone, and everyone hated how he went alone making decisions. This is probably from Mark Lore about the firing. Mark Lore being uh, the new A-Rod. Well, it's uh, definitely not A-Rod, because we know A-Rod loves affairs. Oh, yeah, A-Rod would be like, yeah, you doing it in front of a mirror, too? Were you wearing the hooves? (laughs) He'd be like, Gerson, don't do it. You'll lose Jennifer Lopez forever. Or Cameron Diaz forever. Or possibly Kate Hudson forever. Um, Did she have a muscular body, Gerson? Um, so so uh, Carl Anthony Towns reacted, WTF dot dot dot, which, how are you surprised by anything at this point, Carl? <laughs> everything. Well, last week he was quoted as saying, it'll be great to have some stability and some understanding of where we're growing, where we're growing with the people we're trying to grow with. And uh, that happened right on the heels of them trading away Ricky Rubio and Jared Culver Yep, and uh, firing the coach midseason and now firing the general manager mm-hmm. uh, six days before training camp starts. Also... Don't you think you're the team that's been, like, hot on the heels of getting Ben Simmons for, Uh let's be honest, is going to be an incredibly discounted price, right? I mean, if he goes to Minnesota, yes, because what would you want? (laughs) Well, but that's just what I mean, is, like, whoever trades for Ben Simmons now is getting him at a discount, because, like... Why yeah. overpay for Ben Simmons now? He's Although, I out. mean, there's there's a certain degree of, like, Walmart discounting going on here. 
Sure. Where, but, like, it's a discount from a crazy person's pricing. At the right, but Ben but Simmons yes. would be the best player not named Jimmy Butler Carl Anthony Towns had ever played with, at and also 25 years old. Right, and he's, and he's like, locked in for four years. Yeah, and he'd be, like, actually kind of a... Um, he, he plays defense. Yeah, and he passes uh, the ball. Right. Um, so, I would say this is probably not... But I would it's say this a bit isn't a, a good. T- I was gonna, years, well, what I was going to say is uh, probably not a good time to not have a GM for this next two weeks. Is why I brought up the Benson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, who do they have in charge, well, Joey? It's Sachin Gupta. And what's he known for? I am well, locking me, I'll read in his... on Gerson Rosas doing the deed according well, to that, the Hill that's Rat. True. I will uh, I will read his bio. With degrees from MIT and Stanford, Gupta is an analytics ace who began his career at ESPN, where he developed a popular website known as the NBA Trade Machine that calculates the salary cap ramifications of any potential deal that a fan wants to plug in. And it has not been updated since. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is he, would you say he's the Picasso of the trade machine? Uh, no, there's a certain person who's the Picasso of the trade machine. And, um, he has a little song that goes, uh, like this. I believe in the four point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. Um, okay. You know, can I talk about that clip for just a second? Why is there like a pouring sound right before he says soup is the perfect food? It's like a beer tap sound. No, it's not a beer. Well, it could be. I think of it as like tea, tea going in a pot. But yes, it's and the incorrect it's a gross noise. image yeah, yeah. To, to associate because You're what not I think soup out of a like spout normally. That's what I, I'm. I'm thinking of Bill Simmons going into one of his twelve houses and pulling the handle on the soup tap when that happens. <laughs> Just a bunch of minestrone just comes dumping out into a pint glass. Uh, and the man cave. Anyway, back to the Timberwolves, Sean. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, do you want to so read so Gerson Rosas' moves here while he has the entirety of his moves as GM? Yeah. Okay. So the big. Let's do the big ones. Sure. <laughs> um, he traded Andrew Wiggins and the pick that became Jonathan Kaminga for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, uh, jury's the- out on that one. Doesn't look great, though. No. No, it doesn't. Um, built a contender in Phoenix by trading Cameron Johnson and Dario Saric for Jared Culver. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not great. Then he traded Jared Culver and Wancho Hernan Gomez for Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is after alienating Wancho because he didn't let him play for the Spanish national team. They didn't find out about that t- until Wancho had flown to Tokyo for the Olympics. Uh, on the plus side, though, he did allow Wancho to film that Adam Sandler movie that's coming out. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so he's not I mean, all bad. He's not all bad. Uh, um, okay, so earlier trades traded Alan Crabb for Jeff Teague and the legend Trevion Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, he traded Robert Covington for Malik Beasley, the aforementioned Wancho, and a first round pick that became Poku. Uh, he re-signed both Wancho and Beasley to long-term deals after the season. Well, that's actually uh, a pretty good trade. Uh, yeah, I mean, Malik Beasley I was good enough where they signed him to like a four-year deal. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's probably going to get them Ben jail, Simmons. But, uh, 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying he uh, was a free agent. Sure, they just. I don't think they were going to re-sign Robert Covington. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> well, they didn't need to re-sign Robert Covington. He was under contract. Um, they traded Gorgie Jang for James Johnson. It's not. Yeah, I'm great. just. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. They yeah. traded the Poku pick and James Johnson and two number twos for Ricky Rubio, Jaden McDaniels, and Leandro Balmero. That was a really good trade, actually. Um, yeah, that that seems like there's like a really good chance McDaniel's is better than Poku. I uh, yeah, I agree with that for sure. I please don't cancel me, uh, Brian, <laughs> for draft or whatever that is now. I, I mean, I like Poku. Poku could be awesome, but McDaniel's looks great. Um, yeah, and actually, Houston only got a first round pick for trading Covington a month later. That's a good trade. Yeah. Um, and then they traded Ricky Rubio for Torian Prince and number two in cash. That's not so great. Not great, but a lot of shaking up. He's moving a lot. Um, okay, so the rumor is that their preferred GM candidate, they want Sashin Gupta to remain the vice president <laughs> of basketball operations and operate the internal trade machine. Sure. Uh, but they want <laughs> Elton Brand to be the general manager, who is the fake GM in Philadelphia right mm-hmm. now. If, Do you think Elton Brand would bring Ben Simmons with him? I think he would double cross <laughs> him at the last minute, and then Ben Simmons would like end up on the Clippers. <laughs> well, well, that uh, he would he only double crosses his friend Baron Davis. That's that's yeah, leaving Baron Davis to uh, get heckled by the most racist man in America. All right, um... <laughs> this is crazy though because it it does seem like. He got fired for the affair. I mean, they they talk about the toxic culture. I know they might have been planning to fire him anyway because mm-hmm. a new owner took over. Um, I mean, technically, they don't officially take over for two years. But What's anyway. crazy is this isn't even the the weirdest GM story that came out today. <laughs> Wait, you don't think that? <laughs> um, I think David Griffin inviting Zion to his oh, room that to play see- pi- play him piano is a weird story. Let's talk about this. that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so there there was some conflict between um, Zion Williamson, the future of basketball in New Orleans. Uh, he was he was fighting with the team because they were extremely cautious about his injury rehab. Uh, I guess the story is initially they said. His injury at the beginning of the season was going to be six to eight weeks. He ended up not playing until like late January, maybe. And then he was on a weird minutes limit, which they called bursts. And so they'd like play him for four minutes and pull him out. And he was getting really annoyed. And his relationship with Griffin had begun to sour. Uh, according to this story, although they communicate infrequently now, Griffin tried hard in Williamson's rookie year to forge a bond. One example, during the Pelicans bubble stay, Griffin asked to meet with Williamson and played the piano for him. It's so insane. That is so much weirder than having sex with your secretary in your office. Mm-hmm. Yes! Like, <laughs> like, like, that one... I mean, it's more, it's certainly more inex like it's more excusable behavior sure um but it's fucking bizarre it's the weirdest thing i've ever heard it's very well okay what song do you think he was playing crocodile rock 
That would be really fun. I was thinking Runaway. Oh, by Kanye West? Yeah, by Kanye West. And it's like seven minutes long. It's really easy, too. Yeah, you know, I just don't think David Griffith's necessarily that good a piano player, right? Like, it'd be weird if he was really good. So, it's well, be, you know, this is how I'll relate to him. He's trying to, like, mend fences, right? By uh-huh. Um, yes. I, look, it's a fucking Billy Joel song. Oh, my God. Moving out? No. Oh, maybe, he, maybe he's like, Zion, you're going to have to learn how to deal with pressure. <laughs> if you yell at uh if you yell if you yell at Stan Van Gundy anymore, you're gonna give him a heart attack. <laughs> you wanna know by now <laughs> Now here's the question. Do you think- oh, what if he did we didn't start the fire? <laughs> but he's like, I'm gonna make this contemporary so you can understand it. So he's just like he's like Kylie Jenner, Barney. <laughs> Sean, like, Sean, what would you do if your boss invited you to a meeting? Oh my god! And then he was sitting at a piano playing the piano when you got there. Now the thing is, even though right now my boss is likely going to be in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. it would still be incredibly cringy for that to happen. Yes. Even though, like, the odds are they might be a pretty, they might have gone to Juilliard or something. Uh-huh. But even still, it would be like, oh, my God, I have a new five minutes in my stand-up act. Mm-hmm. Like, what did David Griffin think was going to happen? Did he think that Zion was going to lay on top of the grand piano and yeah, sing? like the fabulous <laughs> Baker Boys. <laughs> It's this is the weirdest NBA story in years. I honestly think like there's more there's definitely a I could see a situation where maybe John Morant would enjoy a piano player. But no also way! like why? I mean no well more than Zion. I'm not I'm just like I'm just like that Zion in particular seems like he would not enjoy that to me. I mean, not not like there's. I just gonna mad. I don't know. Okay, what if what if David Griffin plays piano like Jerry like Jerry Lee Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> like real standing and super yeah, standing aggressively too. <laughs> Zion, I gotta say. I know you were out for COVID, but even though you're thirty pounds overweight. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. <laughs> Too many minutes drives a GM insane. You broke out your shoe. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Goodness gracious. Zion on a fire. Zion's <laughs> so, so like, all right, uh, this concert's going on for uh, an hour and 30 minutes. Because even in the bubble, when you're so bored and you're housebound and there's nothing else for you to do, I still would be like, I'd rather not. I'd rather not listen to you <laughs> play piano. I'd rather stare at a wall. <laughs> and it just the way they make this sound is that David Griffin did this because Zion was not returning his texts. What if he was like... <laughs> 
Drew's a breaking, I'm drowning slowly. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Zion's like, are you trying to get me to get an abortion? <laughs> Grip? That's, you know what? That's now what I'm convinced he was singing. He, he was singing Brick, Brick by Ben Folds Fine. <laughs> she broke down. Cause I broke down. <laughs> and it was about Gail that? Benson. Oh, it's about Gail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see how we might want to trade. 6 a.m., day after Christmas, sold some draft picks I got. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> do you have anything else you need to say about David Griffin? Not <laughs> now, but, but my God. Well, it's also fun. Okay, I will say it is very funny that, uh, again, everyone's bored of the bubble. Uh, the New Orleans organization starts watching The Last Dance, and they immediately start calling him Griff Kraus. <laughs> uh, I do think that uh, David Griffin is not in danger of having sex with anyone in his office, though. So that's <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. This is a real, uh, this is a real spectrum <coughs> of GM behavior. <laughs> uh... I'm going to say that maybe Glenn Taylor fired. Uh, Gerson, though, because he wasn't doing it in Missionary, though. And Glenn right. Taylor's like, I don't hold with Glenn him. Glenn Taylor Pacific. did not fire him. Oh, I know. A-Rod's <laughs> life partner did. A-Rod's <laughs> like, were they doing anal? Then kick him out. He's not serious enough. Um, alright. Um, Sean, uh, the team we root for is in shambles. <laughs> Do you want to go over that? Well, here's a man who's only had sex with the Larry O'Brien trophy in his office. Um, <laughs> Joe Lacob, Diamond uh-huh. Joe Lacob, uh, got a $50,000 fine for tampering. Like, for fun. It seemed for like it no was for reason. Because <laughs> in general, people get fined for tampering because they're like, on a podcast or, uh-huh. you know, like. Magic Johnson's on a talk show. He called for an interview so he could say Ben Simmons' name 10,000 times about how much he doesn't want him. Yes, so here's the quote. In some ways, it doesn't really fit what we're doing, Lacob said. Now, he doesn't say Ben Simmons' name, but who cares? He makes a lot of money, and can he finish games? I don't know. He's very talented. The problem is we have Draymond. Draymond and him are very similar in the sense that neither one really shoots, and they do a lot of the playmaking. That's one issue. The salary structure is another. So I would say this statement also, eh, not not like a great way to talk about Draymond Green either. He's kind of but like throwing down on Draymond's ability to finish games. But like the second this came out, we were like, "This yeah, is you tampering!" But you definitely can't do that because other people like like you can find for just saying a guy's name. Daryl Morey's been fined for like mentioning a player in 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 a very neutral way that didn't involve. Didn't Daryl Morey get fined for using for like? tweeting a picture of Steph Curry with an emoji next to it. Uh, he he also like went on a podcast and just like straight up mentioned a player. And mm-hmm. the, anyway, uh, <laughs> so the e- one of the easier tampering charges. Um, 
Now, but Joey literally did... just seemed he was like, I don't want this $50,000. Yeah, like. <laughs> because money... also, why is he even going out of his way? Like. Why is he giving interviews right now at all? <laughs> no, but all sure. But also, like, what if, like, the Sixers were calling about, like, trading Ben Simmons for, like, nothing? What if it was for Wiggins straight up? Right. <laughs> Which, again, we are moving a lot closer to that world. <laughs> um... Although, let's bring this up. Uh, I'm not sure you can trade Andrew Wiggins right now, Joey. You know why? Well, you can. <laughs> you can. Uh, you can. Uh, you just can't trade him to San Francisco, L.A., or New York. Uh-huh. Because those places uh, are requiring you to be vaccinated to go into entertainment venues, which includes uh, sports. And uh, the Warriors... Worried because, uh, look, they can't say it. I know it's a HIPAA violation. It's not a HIPAA violation for me to say it, but yeah. uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins is refusing to get vaccinated. Yes, according to uh, Rusty Simmons, friend of the podcast, he's not a friend of the podcast, but I mean, I, I, he would be. We've been reading, yeah, 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 we're open, we're open to Rusty Simmons's friendship. I didn't need to make it like that, but I just did, I didn't want to name drop Rusty Simmons. Come on the podcast, we can just talk about musical theater if you want. Um, <laughs> So Rusty, Rusty Simmons, Sim- tell us what you think David Gr- what song David Griffin played Zion Williams on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Carousel. Okay. Um The Warriors recently connected Wiggins with an Oakland doctor who understands issues surrounding vaccine hesitancy, sources said. The doctor explained the suffering and deaths she has witnessed in patients who contracted the coronavirus, but Wiggins remains unmoved in his decision against vaccination now this is an issue because in the city of san francisco starting october 13th uh you need to be vaccinated to enter an entertainment venue unless Uh, you're part of the visiting team which it's fine as long as you wear a mask the whole time yes i believe you have so paul george congratulations i guess keep keep not getting vaccinated you weirdo Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson, if he decided mm-hmm. to switch to basketball, I believe. Kirk Cousins. Kent Bazemore also, I believe, is a Kent vaccine. Uh, do, you think that was a, do you think that was a factor in uh, Kent Bazemore moving on? Yeah, probably. His, his anti-vax status? <laughs> I think so, too. Ken Bazemore uh, may be misunderstanding the amount of leverage he has in his career right now to uh, <laughs> to be uh, to take a stand like that. Okay. Um, now he would need a religious exception. He could get one from the NBA in theory, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's a lot less likely the city of San Francisco would give him one. Right. Also, uh, is Andrew, I mean, he's on the Warriors, so I assume he's kind of Jesus-y, but I don't know anything about Andrew Wiggins' religious beliefs. I don't think he's, I no. think he's, just bad. No. <laughs> There's no the Bible does not say anything about vaccines. <laughs> no, I was uh, gonna say I don't think uh, Andrew Wiggins is. He doesn't believe in anything. I think he believes in Call of Duty. <laughs> um, <that's laughs> oh my god, that's this is bad. Like, well, congratulations, Golden State Warriors. Uh, yeah, you can't have Ben Simmons, and also you can't have Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Riggins, who who somehow spent a year rebuilding his value to the point where 
Warriors fans uh, champion him Psychos. on social media. They get mad at you if you read a negative article about him. And now he is possibly going to be eating $350,000 a game. Yeah, that, that would let him uh, afford that uh, Ben Simmons tax that Joe Lacob's worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, oh. so back to Simmons real quick. Do you think they could get David Griffin to play Andrew Wiggins a song on the piano that I would convince, convince him to get, to get vaccinated? vaccinated? Like some kind of Tom Lehrer vaccination comedy song? Okay, I think it's a two-pronged thing. He, he, yeah, he's playing some, like, capital steps type things. Uh-huh, it's, James yeah, yeah. Lyrics. it's jaunty lyrics. And then if that convinces him, great. If not... Uh, if he gets the first shot of the vaccination, he can watch uh, Gerson Rosas being his secretary. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about Ben Simmons. Yes. Uh, okay. Sean, my question for you is which side are you on? Because there's this is the, the civil war in basketball history. Right. Uh, it's brother v. brother. Are you on the... Ben Simmons is dog shit side <laughs> or is are you on uh uh the um Ben Simmons is a god side and the Sixers are dog shit Yeah, there's no there's no real middle ground. No. Um I am sort of inclined to be double dog shit, I would say, mm-hmm. but I think that puts me on uh I think that puts me on the anti-Simmons side. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think I think I would uh, hesitate to to lock in Ben Simmons for, you know, like four years at thirty five million a year. Mm-hmm. Like even even I would not I don't think I would give up a lot to get. He's 25 years old and made a all NBA second team two seasons ago and was <laughs> a defensive player of the year candidate last year. Yeah, I mean, but I. He was also delivered one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen in my life. I mean, look, 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 I think he's I think he's like a fine player, but like uh, that none of that says thirty five million dollars a year to me. Sure. You know what I mean? Like 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 at his current trajectory, like, okay, so he's like a really good defensive player. So he's he's like dribbling Rudy Gobert. Is that but what would he is? you have paid? No, because he's not. He's he's like he's like perimeter Draymond Green. I mean, that's pretty good. But I, I mean, mean, would you? Would I, you don't, I don't know. If... Twenty? Would you have paid thirty million dollars for twenty-five-year-old Draymond Green? That's my question. Yeah, but Draymond's better than him. I mean, sure. Draymond's a better passer. Draymond's a better shooter, and he's a better defense player. Uh, Draymond's a much worse scorer. I mean, uh, in theory, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, I just think that uh, I don't know. You, you need a. I feel like Draymond Green slides into basically any team in the NBA. I don't think that's the case with Ben Simmons. I don't think Draymond's a better shooter than Ben Simmons. I think he's a more willing shooter. Oh, sort I, mean, of. I mean, you would you would never know if Ben Simmons was a good shooter. I mean, but he, Ben Simmons still like gets you twelve points a game. Draymond doesn't do that anymore. Draymond gets you seven. It's a lot. Yeah, he'll, it's a big but he'll difference. Like, but he'll like shoot a free throw. True. <laughs> I mean, just like 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's young, but the exact same deficiencies came out the last two times he was in the playoffs. And uh, he he seems pretty interested in playing a certain way. I just and don't maybe think not it's that Ben Simmons' fault that his, uh, that the best player on the team turned the ball over eight times in the last in the closeout game. Oh, because there was another guy standing under the basket <laughs> near him because he wasn't willing to shoot because their point guard uh, wasn't willing to handle or shoot the ball. Because that puts a little pressure when you make your 7-2 center handle the ball because someone else is scared of fouls. But we should do it. We should do a real debate. I sure. Say. The great debate. The great debate. Let's do the great debate. Okay. All right. I, am, I should say for me. In reality, uh, I think they're both dog shit, but I think Ben Simmons is uh, less dog shit than the Sixers here. Um, And also, I I don't think it's pro worker to be like, uh, like, I'm obviously pro worker. And I think it's weird when people are like, yeah, he should be allowed to, like, sit out and they should still pay him or whatever. Like. That's dumb. Like, he's got to make the choice if you want to leave. But also, this is Daryl Morey's fault. Yes. Daryl Morey should have just traded him. Everyone knew this was going to happen. Like, they told him he was this was going to happen. And then yeah, he it, went around asking for the moon for no reason. Well, and then they, they like, I just, I, I, okay. I will say... I have some I have some questions about Ben Simmons Ben Simmons's ceiling as a basketball player mm-hmm. but I uh, I have I have no objections to what he's doing now like they tried to trade him for a year yeah like it's I mean you at a certain point like you're a star you're giving him a max like don't like it, <laughs> they're they're if you're giving somebody $35 million a year, you, they, they do get special treatment. Right. That's like, and now, now does that mean, uh, I mean, look, there's a certain amount where you're like, look, you're making the max that they're, they're paying you a lot to, uh, suck it up and stay in Philly, but they clearly don't want him in Philly. It's yeah. not like this is yeah. a one-sided <laughs> trade demand. This isn't like Carmelo Anthony deciding he wants out of, Denver, we're also totally fine, and mm-hmm. he was escaping George Carl. Like most of the time, when there are these trade demands, uh, it's like n- the other side is is kind of okay with letting go. Mm-hmm. You know, I also I just think there's a lot. Be out, I've seen yeah. a lot of hand wringing, and look, uh, there's a friend of ours who is he's gonna think this is just about him, but it's not. Okay. Uh, NBA couch side, I swear to God, this is not just <laughs> about you. I've seen multiple <laughs> tweets like this. Where it's like, oh, there's like just so much hand wringing about like, I, it's just not good for a league that a guy in the first year of his five year deal is demanding a trade, player empowerment, and like I don't care about any of that. Like that's dweeb shit to worry about. Also, also, can I can I tell you something? That's not yeah. new. I'm right. uh, It's it's like that's. It, we lived through Chris Webber on the Golden State right. Warriors. You guys yeah, might want to look that one up. That was uh, 27 years ago that happened. Um, and, and it was happening before that. I mean, like, look, okay, I think that there is an idea 
because of, uh, in part, because of Mr. Gupta's amazing invention, mm-hmm. that uh, trades are constantly graded and you can make up your own fake trades. And there's this idea that every trade is going to be this uh, equal value of exchange and there's a winner and a loser. And a lot of times people just get traded because teams want to get rid of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want to leave or mm-hmm. the teams want to get rid of them. And that is the main goal is getting that person to a new place and the price they pay uh, and what you receive is kind of flexible. Like I don't, I really don't think that there is as much regret and reevaluation of trades as people do on blogs, you know, like it's a funny thing to think about, but I don't, I don't think anyone like looks back on. Right. Deals where they gave a bunch of picks and they're like, oh, my God, they drafted this guy. It's like, no, you don't. Like, if you're Daryl Morey, you should be trying to trade Ben Simmons just to open up that spot for B-Ball Paul. Right. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's it's also it's a unique situation because this is a guy who has a lot of years and a lot of money on his contract. And Philly is not. Philly almost needs to get a guy who justifies that salary slot just to pre- preserve that slot because they have a bunch of high-priced players. Well, I but, think uh, it's, it's actually less about that and more about, like, Joe Embiid's knee could blow out tomorrow and they need to, like, go yeah. for it. They have, so to, like, they have like, a two-year window to win with the way Embiid's yeah, yeah. playing and his so, body. So honestly, they should be kind of trading for a guy who's even more in his prime than Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a, it's a very strange situation for a guy who's, you know, two-time All-Star, three-time All-Star, mm-hmm. second-team at All-NBA, but is kind of could go to a pretty rebuilding situation if something good and more like immediately leading to a Philadelphia title like a better fit. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, could some of this have been avoided if Philadelphia was just like, "Hey, a normal place." What if yeah, we yeah. had a what if we had a point guard? Yeah, like I yeah, know yeah. we're saying this guy's the point guard, but we we already know he doesn't love to shoot. He's never loved to shoot, and mm-hmm. uh, he's never been super comfortable with free throws. Maybe we should have a competent point guard, so this guy could just go play forward in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but that. That didn't really occur to them, I don't think. I mean, maybe that was the point. Maybe they were like, we drafted Marco Fultz. That was supposed to do that. Um, I don't know. But well, also, they, it, maybe don't keep poisoning your players. Yeah, maybe don't, maybe don't draft, maybe don't trade away the children of your valued employees. <laughs> and then try and kill the guy you got back. Oh, my God. What a terrible organization. Look. Ben Simmons is correct to want out. Uh, also, there are a lot of limitations in his play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but I guess, I guess, I guess I wouldn't be that excited to get him if I were the Warriors. But if I were um, literally any team that didn't have immediate championship aspirations. I don't, that's, that's what a- I don't understand is like why like only the T-Wolves were like trying to get him. Yeah, like, like, why, why aren't the Mavericks? I guess the Mavericks probably are trying to get him. Uh, 
But I, I do think most teams should be trying to get him. Like, maybe not the Nuggets or the Warriors. You know, the... It just seems like... But you know what? If the Warriors traded for him tomorrow, it would take me 10 seconds to talk myself into him. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I, fine. Like... Also, would you rather have this, like, real weird guy who could be frustrating at the playoffs but is otherwise... Uh, super exciting to watch on the regular season yeah. and also isn't like anyone else in the NBA. Oh, you mean this guy who throws no look passes and dunks hard all the time? Yeah, like, like the two like, most fun things in, in, uh, in the this, NBA? Yeah, this yeah. 6'10 dude who seems to have a mental block about shooting but otherwise uh, plays this weird, super exciting brand of basketball. Yeah, a is, big, uh, giant Jason Kidd. You don't yeah. want giant Jason Kidd. <laughs> also, uh, Play him at center. Like, like, don't you just that's your solution in the fourth quarter if you're on a different team. Well, Sixers fans get center. mad when you say that. They're like, well, I mean, you'd have clearly never watched him play. Um, I was like, okay, well, in the fourth, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, in the last few minutes of the game, I think he could hold up at center. Anyway, my big question for you, Sean, before we yes. get to our great debate. Oh, yeah, we have to get to our great debate. I forgot. I don't even know if we're going to do our great debate. Okay. But my question for you is what is it about Ben Simmons? That has broken people's brains so hard. It's interesting because I think it's because he's kind of a blank slate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's dated famous people, but okay, close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Ben Simmons's voice? Yes. I can't. I don't know what he sounds he like. He has a weird Australian accent. That's why. <laughs> but it's like, it's kind of not that strong an accent, right? Right. But so are you saying Ben Simmons is Mike Trout? Because we started the show with you. Oh, shit. Trying to envision Mike Trout. And I yeah. Cannot. And like, and in baseball, <laughs> just no one cares enough. They're like, Mike <laughs> Trout also hasn't won a playoff game in his life. And he's had weird injuries. Now, I don't know if there's anything like Mike Trout, like won't slide into second base if there's some mm -hmm. weird thing that he has like that. Uh, but kind of like, I think he, I think he is shy enough or private enough that uh, I think people are able to project a lot of feelings about Ben Simmons because they don't really know. Like I've, I read a lot of stuff about how much the Sixers are babying Ben Simmons mm -hmm. And I just have no idea if that's true or not. Well, like I, I don't have any information either way. Here's my thing is, is if they were like catering to Ben Simmons uh -huh. at all, they would have signed like more than one jump shooter three years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it I was think, very I... clear that year Embiid was hurt and Ben Simmons was awesome. The roadmap to Ben Simmons succeeding and they... Went the other way. Yeah, and and I mean, it's easy to say that he didn't get along well enough with Jimmy Butler, and that's why he left. But also, it kind of sounds like, from what Jimmy Butler said, he left because he felt like the organization was disrespectful to him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like he. I mean, I mean, maybe it. Maybe there's something about not criticizing other players, but Jimmy Butler has given interviews where he heard the front office saying stuff about like we got to we won't give Jimmy this four year contract unless we can keep him under control and at that point Jimmy's like well there's a team that's has exactly the same same kind of psychosis that I do 
and they want to give me a max deal, I'm going to go there. Like, I think that's kind of what it boiled down to. So anyway, I just don't think anyone really knows what's going on. Like, isn't it insane that this guy's been in the league this long and that people are still writing columns about how he's shooting with the wrong hand? That is like, that's, that's an absolute blank slate of a player there. Well, here's my other question. Yeah. Are we finally all allowed to say that the process failed? Oh, yeah, that that the process, the biggest triumph. The, okay, so the people that love the process the most, Joey. Mm-hmm. Hate the Ben ones, Simmons the most. Man. Hate Ben Simmons the most. That you, that you lost 200 games in three years, and mm-hmm. the big prize is Ben Simmons. Yeah. And he's the man that makes you angrier than anyone else on Earth, except mm-hmm. maybe, I guess, Brian Colangelo. Yeah. <laughs> But like, oh, Sam Hinkie would have kept this together. <laughs> they need another robot in in Philadelphia, like a weird bloodless creep. That's who would have solved this situation. Wouldn't it be oh, really man. funny if Elton Brand went to Minnesota now and fixed the Minnesota <laughs> Timberwolves? <least> like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, he he. He turned the team around. They made the playoffs, and actually, they're way under the luxury tax now. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, he he has sex with his wife in his bed. <laughs> All right, that's our episode, Sean. Yeah. What would you like to plug? Uh, my album recording on September 29th at the San Francisco Punchline. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, check it out. You're gonna love it. Uh, also, if you're in Santa Cruz or Antioch this weekend, I'll be featuring for uh, Todd Berry there. But come to San Francisco. Come see my show. It'll be good. Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where September 9th I tweeted, I'm at the age where buying a recliner seems like a good idea, even though it won't go with my home decor style. This home's underwater, man. Sean, <laughs> did you write a song? Yeah, I'm jumping up in the order. Again, we all know that I'm sticking it in Sufjan Stevens' face with my songs about all the NBA cities. I know I know you're due Houston right now, but we're jumping ahead to Philadelphia in this project because I have a song about Ben Simmons. It is a Smith song, and it's called There is a Shot That Never Goes In. Great. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. Let's never have a great debate. <laughs> never. <laughs> I even had a southern accent voice. <laughs> uh, I, I say that Ben Simmons uh, should uh, be, be, be shooting with his uh, left hand. Take him out of town. Well, there's point guards and coaches and Instagram models. Driving into a crowd I never, never want him to shoot Because he always shoots with The wrong hand Take him out in the fourth Because we want to shoot free throws And we want them to fall Driving for the dunk Oh please don't dump it off Because if he shovels it to tie Believe it'll open no more
And if a double, triple call Makes us lose the ball Tobias Harris He's such a disappointing guy And if Joel Embiid Has a swollen knee To lose in round two Well, the Sixers fans, they're gonna cry Take him out in the fourth Oh, sit him anywhere, I don't care, probably a chair And in the Scotiabank Arena I thought Kawhi Sharp was gonna careen And then it bounced through the basket, Ben's defense was ass Take him out in the fourth Oh, trade him anyway, I don't care if the trade's even fair. Driving him out of town, he is never gonna be MVP because he hasn't got a jumper. La di da, he hasn't got one. Oh, and if a double, triple call makes us lose the ball Tobias Harris he's such a disappointing guy and if Joel Embiid has a swollen knee to lose in round two well the Sixers fans they're gonna cry oh there is a shot and it never goes in there is a shot and it never goes in There is a shot and it never goes in There is a shot and it never goes in There is a shot and it never goes in There is a shot and it never goes in There is a shot and it never goes in There is a shot and it never goes in up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.